0: Welcome to New Breed Christian Community, a place where we experience perfection unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Join us as Pastor David Oken report teaches and divides the word of truth. Be blessed as you listen to the sermon. In Christ, we are God's new breed. For when for the time you ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principle. Of the oracles of God. What does that mean? That means that in your journey in spiritual progress, God expects that a time comes when you can teach. Apart from the fivefold, apart from the special calling of pastors and teachers, maybe a special call, apart from a special call. God expects that every believer should grow to the point where he can be able to explain the word. Are you following me? You should be able to explain certain things. He was talking to the Hebrew church that at this point you're supposed to be teachers, but now you need someone to still teach you the first principles of oracles of God. Many years ago when I saw this verse, I was like, wow! So there are things referred to as the first principles of the oracles of God. Yes. There are things that are called the first principles of the oracles of God. It says... You have need that one teach you again, which be the first principle of the oracles of God, and I become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. It's not for his a ghetto, for he is a baby, small child. But strong meat belongs belongs to them that are of full age, even to those, even those who by reason of use have exercised their senses to descend between to descend both good and evil now jump to chapter 6 verse 1. now you see what i'm talking about again therefore leaving the the principles of the oracles is the principles of the doctrine of christ please let us go on to perfection not laying again what the foundation of repentance from dead works now <laughs> even though he's trying to talk to the hebrew church about the fact that they need to leave the foundation and move further he has given us it it helped us know what the foundation is are you following this he was trying to correct the hebrew church to tell them you have been on this place for too long we have we time for us to leave this place and move up In trying to tell them that he showed us what we should know. Are you following me? Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, comma, let us go on to perfection. Let us go on unto perfection. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. One, so write after me. Principles of the doctrine of Christ. Principles. Of the doctrine. What is doctrine? The revelation, teaching, training. Doctrine means teaching, training. training. Doctrine means teaching, training. Can I ask somewhere else? Doctrine means teaching and training that affects conviction, belief, and life. Doctrine means teaching that affects conviction, belief, and life. Now some people don't like the word doctrine. They say I don't like the word doctrine. Doctrine is oh I don't want to hear doctrine. Doctrine always causes causes problems. But you see doctrine. Have you written that? Because I don't want to hear doctrine. Oh I don't want to hear doctrine. Hey hey. doctrine. I'm sure you you may have heard what I'm talking about. People don't like that word doctrine. Ah that's their doctrine. Doctrine ah doctrine looks like a very a scary word. But you see. Oh my god, favor. She don't forget your name. You are my mom's name, So don't forget in Jesus' name. But you see, what separates you from Jehovah's Witnesses is doctrine. What separates separates you from Islam doctrine are you seeing doctrine is what makes or breaks you what it see it is doctrine now the time whether you go to heaven or hell <laughs> what you believe that affects the training that you receive that affects your belief your conviction and your life that's doctrine teaching or training that affects Belief, conviction, and life. You believe the wrong thing, you are damned. You believe the right thing, you are saved. So it says, therefore, living the principles of the doctrine, living the principles of doctrine of Christ has gone to perfection. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. So. I told you that, that part that number one, you write, repentance from dead So number two and of faith toward God. So number two principle is what? faith toward God. And as these Monday sessions go, we'll be dealing with them one by one, one by one, one by one, one every we take two or three Mondays. Thank you, Lord. And of faith toward God. Number three, of the doctrine of baptisms. Of the doctrine of baptism. So, number one is the foundation of repentance from dead works. Number two is faith toward God. Number three, of the doctrine of baptisms. Number four, And of laying on of hands. So number four is laying of hands. Laying on of hands. Laying on of hands. Number five, of the resurrection of the dead. Resurrection of the dead. And number six, the last one, and of eternal judgment. Eternal judgment. eternal judgment okay are we together so number one is what the final repentance from dead works number two faith toward God number three the doctrine of baptism number four laying on of hands number five the resurrection of the dead and number six eternal judgment now I want you also to see something go back to verse one Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ. What did he call it? The principles. What did he call it? Principles. Of the doctrine of Christ. Did he call it the doctrine of Christ? He called it principles. Did he call it the doctrine of Christ? No. He called it what? The principles of the doctrine of Christ. What does this mean? He's saying. You cannot explain Christ without having to pass through these things. You we cannot fully understand the revelation of Christ without the revelation of this principle. These are the principles that help you understand what Christ has done, who Christ is. He, do you understand? The message of Christ. These are the principles. The first principles. <laughs> he didn't just say, he didn't just call it the doctrine of Christ. They call it. The principles. What is a principle? I'll read the definition to you, but I want you to just. What's a principle? A principle has to do with the way a thing works. A principle. A principle has to do with the way a thing functions, the way a thing works. Principles are not necessarily the substance of a thing, but uh, but how a thing functions. Okay, do we get that? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay. So let's move on. Principle. Principles. Principles. For instance. There's a way your body is designed. Your body is designed in such a way that if you eat, there will be strength. If you don't eat, you will be strong. Understand this? It will make you eat, but the understanding of that thing is not food. Do you understand? Did you get what I just said? <laughs> did, did you get what I said? Let me explain. Let me use another example. If you come and meet me and say, "I need money to buy something," I said, "You need to know that you need money." Maybe a child wants to go and collect something from the store, and they come and go away. Where's your money? You now say, must I give them money? You can't do it. don't I give them money for them to give me a biscuit And right? you now tell him, don't you know you need money? You need money to buy something. You say, oh, okay, I need money to buy something. You try to say yes. The parent to say yes. him understanding that he needs money to buy something. He has understood the principle. Well, has he gotten money? The principle is not the substance. It is the way the team functions. Let me let's go on. Okay. So let's start with the first one. The foundation of repentance from dead works. The foundation of repentance from dead (laughs) works. It means that he put this one first. It means that before you start. Or, once you start your journey with God, you see this issue of repentance is something that you must get. Now, you may not understand repentance fully, but if you, if you walk according to this principle, somehow you would have begun a walk with God. Who is putting what I'm trying to say? You know, it's another principle. Have you carried a magnet close to? You? When you are someone, you notice that you just got a magnet and you took it close to a nail and you notice that the nail is just getting close to it. Just getting close to it. You don't know. As at that time, you may not have been taught magnetic force or magnetic field. But you just notice that, as I just follow this pathway, this is what is happening. We also notice some other things. Like if you take a kite and through the air, it begins to... You are touching a principle. You may not understand what is going on. Are you following me? You may not have understood these things. But you see, if you are going to work with God, if you are going to get to encounter Christ he's telling you that you must have passed through this thing who is following me are you getting this hey let me start again are you getting me he said if you must be if a walk with Christ will begin in your life whether you know it or not you must have experienced this principle you must have passed through this principle he said number one is what the foundation of repentance from dead works what I'm telling you is that this is about principles. Principle does not care whether you know it or not. A principle, once you stumble on a principle, whether intentionally or unintentionally, you, you cannot miss what it's talking about. Do you, do you understand? You get it now. What's the first thing there? The foundation of repentance from the, what is repentance? Re, the word repent in a literal sense means change. To change. To repent generally means to turn from something or away from something. To repent, to turn from something, to turn it or to turn away from something. Now, but you know, you cannot turn away from something except you have seen something else or something better. True repentance happens when you have seen that there is something else better than this. It says, Not then again, the final repentance from dead works. Now look at that word. It's called what? Dead works. he didn't call it evil works. Dead works. Now, let me not rush beyond myself. Let me explain more. So, if repentance means to change, and you cannot to change or to turn away from something to look to another to another thing, you cannot really talk about repentance without talking about a change of thinking, a change of the way you start seeing things. So repentance generally means to change your way of thinking about something which will eventually change the way you act towards that thing. Let me come again. Repentance generally means to change your way of thinking about something which then affects the way you act or behave towards that thing. Did you get me? sorry i'm a little bit slow but now what does this mean this means that when a person is going to encounter christ once a person encounters christ god will expect that once you find out that the the opinion of christ and your opinion is different once god finds out that you are beginning you are willing to change from your own opinion to turn to his own you have begun your journey once god finds out that you are willing to turn from your own to his own it is the principle of repentance god will always put you in a position where you would look you have your own you will see his own but you will have to say no to this one and yes to that one follow me it also means that Whenever you find out that the standpoint of Christ is different from your own standpoint. He says, in this kingdom, the pathway is to live your own and choose his own. Why? Let's go back to the verse 1. Hebrews Re- Re- 6 from verse 1. Not laying again what? The foundation of repentance from dead works. Anything you do that was not powered, that doesn't have its source base in the life of God, is called dead. Let me continue. Who is following me? Let me explain what dead works can look like. <laughs> Let me explain what dead works can look like. Imagine a person goes to the university. Imagine a person goes to the university, and you do not register. You do not write down, you do not write YEG, But you just entered the university compound. <laughs> you do not register nothing. You just entered one class. You say, OK, this is where microbiology students are. You read micro, uh, MCV 101, MCV 102. First semester, you wrote the exam. You did this. Ah, second semester. In fact, you now became active. You went and joined. Uh, a fellowship very active in a fellowship in school are you following me you did a lot of things but you did not register after that you won all those your works if you like read hard you read hard and wrote the exam he says your works are dead there will be no results for you. You know why? Because you have not been admitted. Anything you did that did not stem out of God's approval or did not stem out of something you have with God is called dead works. It can even be a good thing, but it's dead. The gospel of Jesus Christ would trade it to a point where you choose not to look at yourself because anything you do by your own self without his involvement is called dead. Let me tell you, see, this thing I'm telling you is a very serious thing. This is a very serious part of the gospel. If you like, live holy, and your holiness was not did not come by the power of Christ, is called dead. God will never. See, there is no reward for it. Somebody talk about, what about all these philanthropists, people who are giving? Oh, they are nice people, they don't, but they don't believe in Jesus. Let me tell you. Dead. Hold that thought. go to John 15. He says, John 15 from verse 5. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth what? Much fruit. For without me, ye can do what? Nothing. So if without him you did something, it's called nothing. Who is getting what I'm saying? Let me go again. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bring forth bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do what? Nothing. The standpoint of the gospel. Now, now, this is a principle. Are like you following this? You will find out that. All throughout your walk with God, from the beginning to the end, God is always training you to not to look at yourself, but look at Him. Not to look at your own abilities, but to trust Him. When you need, when you're in a tight corner, you will see that most of the big things you will do in God will start out when you choose to trust Him fully. Are you following me? From your beginning to the end, that principle will never change. Repentance from dead works. Are you getting me? And this is the, the foundational principle of the gospel. When the gospel comes to you, he's not trying to say change your ways and God will save you. No. A man that has not believed in Jesus Christ is, is dead in sin. He's dead in sin. He has to turn away. He cannot help himself. The gospel is not what will Jesus do. It is what Jesus has done. Then I believe it. You have to change. It's called, it's called repentance. You change your mind from your way of thinking and saying, okay, I will do this, then God will answer me. That's why Islam is not Christianity. Islam is, the more I do this, the more you accept me. If my good works <coughs> outweigh my bad works, then you accept Mm-mm. Repentance from dead works. Repentance. You must come to the point where you see your helplessness in yourself and you turn to God. When I got born again, my first major challenge was my habits and my thoughts. I used to have a lot of immoral thoughts. Oh, God, I will struggle. I will struggle. I will do hair like this. I will say everything. I will say Girl, I will close my eyes. I will do. I was bathed. Then I started reading the Bible. Every day, I read like a chapter or two, a chapter or two, pray. After about three, four months, I realized <laughs> that, hey, this thing has not gone down. After a while, one day, I sat down, I tried to think those thoughts, I could not. Just by choosing not to struggle again and to turn to him, something began to work. I stumbled on a principle. Change your way of looking at this thing and turn to him. That's why the next principle after that is repentance from dead works and faith toward God. It goes on, it does not make sense, but you choose that way. Okay, the, the if I met a psychologist and she told me, oh, and I told her my challenge, she may tell me the next time it comes, tell yourself, I am not think this, I will not think this. She may, she may have told me different things to do. Do you know that today? That's what many things we do in church. How do you conquer sin number 1 when you see the, when you see the, your tempter, run to the left side <laughs> do not stay with a girl in a dark place well do not stay with a girl in a dark place but <laughs> that's not the way i'm sorry repentance from dead works Anything you did. That's why you, you 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 look at when you look at the whole explanation of the gospel. Now let's go to the doctrine of Christ. You will see this principle there. Ephesians chapter 2. From verse 1. Well, let me read from verse. Let me read from verse 1. It says, And you had it quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins. Wherein in time past he walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now walketh in the children of disobedience. Let me start again. Ephesians chapter 2 from verse 1. And you had it quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins. Wherein in time past he walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now walketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we had all our conversion in time past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his good love, where he loved us. Verse 5. Even when we were dead in sins. Do you know what it means to be dead in sins? It means to be physically alive, but spiritually unable to respond to God. A person is dead, but the coffin that he was put this time around was called sin. He was dead in sins. He was not given a wooden casket, but his casket was... Sin. For His great love, where He loved us, when we're dead in sin, has quickened us together. What does it mean, dead in sins? That means a dead man cannot, by his own self, he cannot do anything. Do you remember when Nicodemus met um, Jesus? What did he say? He said, "Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God." you see Jesus say, no man cometh unto me except the Father draweth him. What is he trying to tell you? This journey begins by, oh God. God has to do the, see, God has to do a work in you. But you will have to turn from your own way and say, me, I can't do my this work, I can't do it by myself. Many who get frustrated in the Christian faith, when they, nothing has really happened to them supernaturally from God, and we try to force them to do the things that are, that people who have had an encounter with God will do. Do you, do you get what I'm trying to say? Did you get it? So, me, let me break it down like this. Me, a time came in my life. How did I get born again? One day I just woke up and I saw the way I was living. I started feeling somehow. And I said, I need to know God. I need to know God. So me, I started want to read my Bible. Code, I cannot help myself. I'm struggling with all these thoughts. Mm -hmm. A person's parents will see me eh, reading my Bible and call his own son. Chiki, come here. David's reading his Bible. You, you are here playing game. Come on, go read your Bible. The guy is going, he's angry. He has deep down in his mind he has not changed his mind that nothing has happened on the inside that is causing him to say no i want to change this i want to change you are not forcing him to come out in the end you will get tired do you understand many times for this repentance to work sometimes god has to work on his heart god has to find a way to get his attention So people ask, okay, why do you preach then? Because as we are preaching, we are sowing the word. We don't know which one God will use. Do you understand? We are talking to them. We keep announcing. Because sometimes the heart of man may be added. But if that journey will happen, a time must come where on its own. No. I need to. This life, anything I'm doing without Christ. He must get to that point where he says, No, I need to change. I want to change. Praise God. Repentance from dead works. And as you keep going your journey, you still have to be repenting from dead works. As you keep growing in Christ, there are other smart things you want to do. There are, there are other things you want to do. There are many choices you want to make no time. I said you can look at the choice you can say oh that girl is nice that girl is fine oh this is the girl I want to marry if that thing if that thing is without him it is nothing it is a dead walk are you following me you have to leave that one you want to do and turn towards God and have faith in God that God will guide me are you seeing that principle Let me, let me will shock you. This principle is so it affects almost everything. For instance, you are in church. Somebody comes and gives a testimony. That, um, ah, pa- pastor said this thing. And I was moved in my spirit. I went and gave my car. I sold my car. Bah! And as I sold my car, the next three days, there was a supernatural dramatic turnaround. Oh, then the pastor climbed the state. Right now, there's you. You have not sold your car. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to saw your car. Hey, the guy has not had his own process of repentance when God had to shift him and said, This thing you need to remove your eye from your car now and commit that car to me. Are you following Something happened in the heart of this pe- this person that actually did it and got the results. Are you following me? Happened in this one guy, this guy's like, ah I mean I want my own turnaround. Back but Two days later, no show. Mm. One week, no show. Ha! <laughs> ah! You know work now. You see, that thing you did, you said for without me, you, you can do nothing. Your pathway in doing that thing, and that person's pathway is, is different. That pathway you took without him is called dead works. I say why I'm telling you that this is a principle. As you, as you keep explaining Christ, you cannot miss it. From the gospel, upwards. Repentance from dead works is saying that Lord, by myself, I can do nothing. I choose to lean on you. Are you following me? So, beginning from the gospel, I was dead in sins. I cannot save myself. I call upon the name of the Lord. So you see verses like Romans chapter 10. It says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I cannot save myself, but I can call upon the one who can save me. Are you following me? By my own good works, I cannot save myself. I cannot make myself righteous in my own self. So I turn to the word of God. And the word of God begins to change me. Repentance from dead works and faith toward God. Faith toward God. That takes us to the next one. Faith. Romans. Chapter 10. Now, you realize that all through the you apart from when the writer of Hebrews listed this thing out for us, eh, when you are studying the entire Bible, you cannot miss these points. You will be seeing them in different places, in different ways. You will be seeing them. Now, let's look at the classic example as we close for today. Romans chapter 10 from verse 1. It says brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. Are you seeing this? For I bear record that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. (laughs) Do you know what this means? It means it's possible to be religious and not be saved. Because you are still looking at your own thing. There is his own. Are you seeing that principle now? You have to repent from your own dead works. Verse 3, he says, For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness, and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. Are you seeing this now? For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. Now, once you see believers, that means... The idea of faith is beginning to come in. You have to remove your eye from the what you are trying to do. And look towards the Lord. It says, For Moses described it, The righteousness which is of the Lord, That the man which doeth those doeth things those things shall live by death. Now I see verse 6. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. Say not in thy heart, Who shall ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. Or who shall ascend descend into the deep? That is to bring up Christ again from the dead. But what saith it? The word is nigh day in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. What is he trying to say here? He's trying to say that your faith, you don't need to see Christ come again and die again. By accepting that he has, believed, he has done it, by accepting it, believing it, and declaring it, your faith the word of faith in your heart and in your mouth will give you the same result as his coming meaning i was not there when he died i was not there when he was buried i was not there when he rose but if i have faith in what he did what he did becomes mine are are you following me if i believe in what he did he says what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if, any, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Verse 11. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent as it is written, How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things? But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah said, Lord, who are believed our report? So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. You, you, I know right now you'll be looking all somehow in your mind. Are you following me? But this is the principle you turn away from that from what you are trying to do by your own strength, and put your faith in God your faith in God you may not make sense but it will give you the same result as though Jesus came physically now to die he's saying that you don't need to pray that God Jesus has will come now that, that your faith having faith in God who we'll produce that result. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, I will pause here and ask the explain. Thank you for listening to the psalm. We hope you have been blessed by the teaching. Please visit our website newbridgeccng.org to download more of our sermons. Remain blessed.